Hello, my friend. I'm back again. Fuck yeah, Cincinnati! We're not in Cincinnati, no. are we? Um, I'm back, Spencer. You know what I mean by that? No, I don't. I've been writing. Yeah? And it's been going good. Good. And I've been reading. And you know what? I don't know if that correlates. It's been going great. I've been uh, working through the Lord of the fucking Rings, man. And it's pumping me up now. I'm getting... I was say, you gotta be close to being done on that, right? Yeah, I've been like reading a chapter a night. And uh, they're pretty long chapters, so that's an accomplishment. But I've been reading, and I've been writing, and also still been reading The Oblivion and some other stuff. But I am very excited because I managed to get through that sickness and that slump I was in mm. that was actually only like a week and a half of just like shit writing. Uh, but I powered through that. Um, I hurt my back this week trying to squat 500 pounds. So Baby uh, weight. Baby weight. So um, I... I've been feeling like I can't really go to the gym and work out super hard this week. So even though I've been going to the gym, I just haven't been doing like any intense mm-hmm. workouts. So that means I'm not as tired. So that means more writing. So that's actually like a bonus. Uh, surprise. Because usually I'm like fucking by the time I get home, I'm so tired. I don't want to do anything. But lately I've been having a little extra energy because I can't just destroy my body and my emotions in the gym. I have to do that through the pen, which is different. Yeah. Welcome. I don't know. Uh, I don't like to feel things, yeah. man. Uh, I haven't actually gotten into any feelings yet in this book, so <laughs> I might never get to the feelings. How about you, sir? No. What, why not? Yeah. Uh, well, well you had a bout of illness that yeah, was hopefully unrelated to my illness. Yeah, I like. See, I don't. I I don't think it was related to you. But yeah, after you know, I had a few days off because I had a procedure I was getting done. And then even You're supposed like, to say you did a stint in the hospital uh, to make people the, feel stint. like, oh my God, is he okay? And you yeah. never elaborate. <laughs> yeah. Like you make a Facebook post with just a picture of you in the hospital and everybody's like, just what's with, happened? What's then, oh my God? And you not, never reply. Not even that, just a shot of the, the, the wrist, the <laughs> yeah. thing around the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate that. Go like, on, go. Were you in the hospital or was you just giving blood? <laughs> we're doing blood work. Like what's going on? You fucking jerk. Uh, go on. Uh, And then so like uh, I gave myself even like the day afterwards i you know i i felt fine but i'm still gonna just like give myself that you know that day because like before that with where you know because i had to work a whole bunch of days in a row and then i was like watching my brother and his uh wife's house and and dog where they were away and, mm. and stuff like that and then so the next day i even had my uh my yellow pad notebook oh shit that's serious we got the yellow well, because, pad out well because remember i was telling you i was kind of like I like lost in that like that middle thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to at least try to come up with maybe some bullet point, just something to kind of get me through the dock a little bit, you know, to yeah. something to to like aim to. And so like that day, I had that ready, and then and that was whenever the the the, uh, the head pains and sickness that <laughs> started coming in, and then which you probably got from the hospital. Pro- pro- I almost was kind of thinking that most likely <laughs> that's where you got it. And then just then uh, I've been back to work the past couple of days, and then the murder rages have been severe. And then mm. I recommend reading some fun, light-hearted Tolkien yeah. to get you through. The grievous period, and that'll get you back on your high horse. Maybe. Perhaps. A swift shadow fax. So, my writing's going good. Your writing is hot dog shit. Hot dog shit. No, no, it's, it's, it's like crusty dog shit. The white dog shit that's yeah. been baking in the sun for a while. Yes. Ooh, doesn't even have a smell anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not good. But, there is an upside. 
Yeah. This is the official 100th episode of the DPW Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. That we've been putting off for like a month and a half. Yeah. Is that making like DC Comics when I do that DPW Drunken Pen Writing? Because, <laughs> you know, DC Comics is Detective Comics Comics. Like, if you yeah. say, like, it's stupid. Anyway, so we have new intro music that we are going to play. And I would like people to tell us if they like it or if they love it. Or I guess if you don't like it, you can tell us that too. I'm probably going to, I played around with it on old episodes, just threw it in instead of a regular music to see if it fit. Yeah. And I like it personally. So, listeners, let us know. wasn't that nifty nifty so nifty if you're just joining us which i don't know why you'd skip to five minutes into the episode or whatever it is uh this is the drunken pen writing podcast holy cow holy moly i forgot to go to the globe oh my how could i do how could i forget to go for the hundredth episode i forgot to go to the globe and i'm already sitting so what do i do spencer i'm gonna bring up a globe on my phone yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna go fuck it technology i'm gonna use google earth spencer I was gonna, I'm gonna surprised that we haven't just started using like a random like map generator kind of thing, you know? Just laziness is what it is, pure unadulterated laziness. Ooh, but I got Google Earth on my phone and it's fancy. So, ooh, I got to zoom out. Ooh, I got to zoom hard. Oh, there mm. we go. Look at this. Look at it. I got the globe. I'm spinning the globe. Ooh. Yeah, I, I wish I had this on film because you you see that film Keep like spinning ni- and spinning and spinning. 1970s eight millimeter film. Like talking about that's Antarctica. All right, I'm zooming. How did really I land it? I don't know what fucking continent that even is. We're zooming. We're zooming. Zoom. zoom. A name's got to pop up at some point. Zoom, zoom, zoom. This is like as as close to the edge as we're going to get on me coming up with a name on the spot. Yeah. I'm in a fucking forest. That's no good. Which I would think you'd be able to uh, find. We could be find. Um, more names because like you know you can only fit so much on a globe you know yeah i'm i'm like in a river now i need (laughs) to uh well it could be a river right that's the name of something okay that's a different name okay i'm caleb james with me as always is spencer the saquonay spinach sticker church Uh, i don't know the saquonay sutures stitcher i don't like saquonay that's weird. Oh, here's a better one right next to it. Okay. Fucking Tremblay. How about Tremblay? Right. I don't know even know what country I'm in. So, with me today, Spencer, the Tremblay Titty Toucher Church. Oh, that's gentle. Hold on. I want to zoom out to see what state or country. Quebec. I'm in Canada. Oh, there you go. Quebec. Oh, Canada. Oh, man. You could have just been. I think you're already Quebecian at one point. Yeah. The Quebecian quacker or something. I think it was something else. Uh, as you notice, I had the other computer connected. I did. Why would that be? I don't... For our 100th episode, I pulled all the strings I could, used all the contacts in my book, which is not an actual book, uh, but all the contacts I know to get us a special guest, Spencer. And this guest is a best-selling author. Yeah. This guest is one of your favorites. Yeah. Mr. Stephen King could not be here today, so I actually don't have a guest. But I did think of something that I thought would be interesting. We could listen to the actual intro of our very first episode. Oh yeah, let's bring it back. Oh, we just gonna? Are we just gonna do like a commentary? 
we could try. <laughs> let's let's just see. This is rough. Actually, I think I went back and did. Uh, I don't know what the actual beginning of this is. Because we could just we could replay it, and when one of us want to say something, we raise our hand, and then we stop it. All right. So this is the first episode of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast at. Our Knights of the Round. It wasn't a round table. It was a long, shitty, the broken, antique, wobbly, <laughs> wobbly table where you were in the corner <laughs> against a cold window and, and a, a counter and a counter. And I was uh, in the open, and we always had heli- Apache helicopters mm. overhead. It I was, do, I do kind of miss the helicopters. <laughs> very humble beginning. So, folks, if you don't want to listen to that first episode, you can. Uh, but very fitting that. As in those early episodes, with this episode, we have a nitro underneath the table. We do have a nitro underneath the table. My dog is still under the table, which is usually he's not allowed down here yeah. when we podcast, but he's been acting up when uh, Mindy's not home and yeah. you, you come here and he's like, I want to go down there. Uh-huh. He just wants to lay down. So yeah. we let him. Uh, so no further ado, Let's. <laughs> this might be terrible. Uh, might be. Hey there, folks. This is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm like a kid. In today's <laughs> episode, we go over exactly who we are, why we write, what got us into writing, and why you should write too. I must admit, I am a little inebriated right now, but nowhere as I was when we recorded this episode. So I thank you for listening, and forewarning, there is strong language ahead. Oh boy. Enjoy. <laughs> strong language. <laughs> Maybe last time we hear this music. Look, I, I don't know, you can't see. I had fucking words and stuff come up on the screen. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host and the Drunken Pen Writing Editor-in-Chief, Caleb James. With me today is my co-host and the Associate Editor of Drunken Pen Writing, Spencer Church. Oh, Hello. Man. The Today, this is our inaugural episode, so I decided we would discuss why we write and why you should write. Because, after all, that's what we're all about. Now, what are we drinking? What do you got there, Spencer? Uh, what's the name of this that we're that I we're don't remember how long now? we followed up on this dumb shit. Highland Park 12 <laughs> Viking long. Honor Edition. Anything Vikings worth drinking on, uh, you know? That was my reasoning behind buying it. A single malt scotch whiskey at 43% alcohol by volume. <laughs> now, I'm not much of a scotch. What, are we, like, recording in, like, in like a in like a subway station? <laughs> it sounds like we're in, like, a, I don't know, an old tunnel. We're, like, in an st- abandoned storm drain. <laughs> we're, fucking, we're podcasting with fucking uh, Pennyworth, the fucking clown, down in the sewers. Fucking really Pennyworth? <laughs> well, Pennywise. Oh, God damn it. You got Batman on the brain still. Yeah. I like how my editing skills were so superb that I left in the giant clang <laughs> from one of us hitting the microphone. We uh we dropped the fucking titles pretty early on. After like you know like how yeah. we uh, we haven't really uh I don't know how many episodes we did this stupid drink segment. I don't think it was very no. long. I, one or two maybe. More than two is mostly you too because I'm not even like a huge yeah. dr- you know, drinker myself. You're you're the alcoholic. So. Yeah, I know. Now you're just sparkling waters. Let's just listen a little more. I've had a rough week. Mm. Shut up. Scotch guy normally. I'm more of a bourbon and sometimes a rye fan, but I can't. you can't go wrong with a good scotch. It doesn't make you feel fancy drinking it, like... Oh, you have the nice little tulip crystal glasses, and... <laughs> the only thing we're missing are, like, huge cigars, like... 
Yeah, need gigantic cigars, but that'll probably turn to blunts. And <laughs> before you know it, we got our Rastafarian vibe going on. All right, I'm going to fast forward to a random spot. Because we actually do have some stuff to talk about today, but it's just this is too fun to listen. Like, it sounds so bad. Like, I can't believe anybody listened to the first episode continued. Right. I don't know why I allowed this to be. Po- we must. It must have been like when you look at old videos you took on like a fucking cell phone from 2008 or something. You're like, oh, my God, I thought that was so good. It's so shitty looking now. Yeah. And instead of going that way, they just change it up. Yeah. And like, you know, next thing you know, you got your new short, your next short story or, or something like, you know, or, or well, like that's a- why I always think it's it's fucking asinine when you get people that scoff. Oh, I don't ever watch TV. It's like, well, what do you do exactly? Well, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I, or even the people that oh, I just read books. Well, that's cool and all, but all right, we had very, very sophisticated commentary. Ah, uh, so that was uh, the two guys, one cup podcast, <laughs> right? Yep. I like to think we kind of come a long way since then. I'd hope so. We've got better mics at least. Yeah, we have we, a studio now. We at least really sound better. Not the old subway station yeah. we were in. It it was like uh, really like that was such a big kitchen space, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so open. I do wish I could have pointed out a Apache helicopter because I think in the very first episode it even shows up. I, mean, I swear every episode we recorded that fucking thing came in right in the middle of like a hot topic or something. Uh, so that's fun. But I want to talk about something more important today, Spencer, and uh, that is yeah, yeah. size, size, length, mm. girth. How important are these things? Weight, Ooh, weight, heftiness. Yeah, will it fit? On the bookshelf. I'm talking about book size, folks. Is it hard to hold? Ooh. In both hands? Mm -hmm. Or can you put it on your knees? Mm -hmm. Because it's so heavy, you have to hold it with, like, you know. You need a stand. Supported. I, uh, sorry, I got a creepy image. Yeah, I think uh, book size is uh, one of those things that most writers really, unless they're actually, like, working for a publisher or somebody who says, hey, this book needs to be this long. I think it's a thing most writers don't generally think about. At least I never do. I never go, oh, you know, the book I'm writing, uh, like, I have a goal. It's like, I would like it to be about 90,000 words, some, you know, estimate. But I never go into it like, this book needs to be exactly this, and I have to either pad the count or I have to cut stuff to fit. Like, I know, uh, same with stories. Uh, like, short stories, if I'm submitting somewhere, obviously, you're going to have to hit a word count. Yeah. So you work towards that and keep that in the parameters. But, like, even stuff on the site, a lot of times we're like, okay, we're going to hit, you know, can't be more than 5,000 words. Spencer, this story is 15,000 words. So? Oh. All right, it's going up. <laughs> just We don't have to be... Uh, just break it up. Like it, make it a serial, you know, serialized story. When you're actually in the publishing world, because uh, if you're an indie author, this might not be as important either. Uh, but there's certain things, like say you're a fantasy writer. If you're writing epic fantasy, how many epic fantasies are 250 pages? Not many, I would assume. No. Oh, the dog farted. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, because my blanket's on. It went up on through the blanket. <laughs> Come on, bro. You get that sour ass. Um. So, yeah, if you're writing an epic fantasy, it can't be like 250 pages. I mean, it can, I guess, but... Well, like, how it, many pages are the uh, Lord of the Rings? Like, how many pages are each one of those books? Technically, it's only one book, which is like 1,200 uh, pages or so. Maybe more, depending on like how the edition and stuff. But... Uh, each individual book is still probably four or five hundred pages. I would oh, think. really? Yeah, I mean, it's three of them, so they equal. I guess because well, you got those little things, so I wasn't exactly sure. Well, that's what, what I'm saying. Like those little pocket editions I have, that's hard to judge yeah. those because the the font's really small on those. 
Um, but even so, that's still a fucking, you know, they're pretty girthy for how little they are. Uh, if you go into things like sci-fi, depending on the sci-fi, a lot of people want smaller sci-fi. So now, uh, you know, 200, 250 page book, it, you know, something that's around 50,000 words, 60,000 words, that might be preferred. Yeah. Well, and also, too, I think that also depends on the style. If you're going... Epic like, space opera well, or something. That or just, like, if you're going, like, hard sci-fi, mm. it's going to be bigger because you're going to need that space to explain how, you know, how how the stuff works or what what it is, you know, what the, the science is. But if it's just, like, more of a general, like, this is what it is, that's how it works, I'm not getting into it. You don't need to, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You, uh, you save yourself some space. I would recommend anyone that's uh, trying to get an agent or something and they already have, uh, most likely if you have you have a book you're working on versus one that's already finished, maybe look into that specific genre and just see what the general average length of these books are mm-hmm. that sell, like the best selling list, uh, and try to stick with that. That way you just don't have to go through the muddy bullshit of like, oh, the agent really likes your book and we can sell it, but we need you to cut you know, this much shit, or we need you to add this much, or break it up, and like, you might not have to go through that if you just, uh, hit those specific numbers, uh, you know, in the first write-up of it. Like, if you think about things like westerns and stuff, like, there's certain genres where it's usually short, and especially now with, like, people's attention spans and stuff, I feel like books have just gotten shorter for the most part, but if you're writing literary fiction, for example, like, that could be any size, really. Like, when you go into writing something, do you generally think about how long you want it to be? Or you just think about... Because I think about the plots and where... I have, like, writing this book, I will say, I have focused more on, like, how big is this chapter going to be? Yeah. Like, sometimes I feel like, oh, this chapter is going a little too long. I need to end this because I... Like you and me, we uh, when we read something, like you mentioned a lot of times, like, oh, you know, it's nice to have a short chapter in there to break it up. But like sometimes you get stuck with this really long chapter in a yeah. book you're reading. You're like, what the fuck? Is this ever going to end? And, and, and it could be good, but it's just like, I got to either like I got to go to bed or yeah, I take you to... out of the story. Yeah. No, uh, it's kind of more like you were saying um, with this, uh, the new thing that I'm working on that I'm stalling out on has been kind of I've just been kind of. uh trying to focus just like chapter by chapter yeah and however long the chapter is the chapter is i'm not i have kind of you know or i did have ideas of like you know this is kind of what i want to happen in this chapter so however long that's gonna be i i i do try to at least i want to hit like somewhere between like a thousand to 1500 words just because i feel like in the end that will make it closer to like a like a novelette size than yeah. like a sh- like you know a short stories with a whole bunch of like breaks in it you know what i mean a lot of stuff that i have been reading i've just been doing short stories so i haven't really yeah. came up with anything or tried to tackle anything like super big yet so <laughs> girth yeah uh one thing i've been thinking about a lot lately is uh just the formatting issues you might have going into a book uh, because, like, this is my first actual novel I'm tackling. Like, I've started and stopped many times, but this is, like, the first one I am have good progress and stuff with. Even going into this, I tried to plot it out, like, this is how many chapters it's going to be. And I'm already off of that. But I'm like, how many chapters should this be? And then how long should the chapters be? Because I like books that are generally, like you said, 1,500. For me, I'm fine if it goes up to 3,000 words a chapter. Like, that's a good length. And then that way, too, if you have, you know, this many chapters... 
most likely you're going to hit the 90,000 to 110,000 words and you'll be all right. And that's generally the kind of book length I enjoy too. I don't, I don't mind short books that are like 50,000 words or whatever, but I feel like, you know, that's like the sweet spot, that 90 to 150 or 110, 115,000 words. Uh, once you get, you know, beyond that, then you start getting into like the big epic doorstops and shit, which that uh, fantasy seems to be riddled with. And then what, like then what we what we've been saying like how uh, like just this this year alone like the uh, we've each read like a decent amount of like crime or noir which are always oh, shorter yeah like I mean like like how many words do you think Devil in a Blue Dress was I don't know what was that like two hundred fifty pages or something something like that like at the most I wouldn't think that was more than seventy thousand words but yeah because I mean and it was even a smaller like thin thinner paperback that would have more. Like, I think the longest bit, a chapter was, like, was maybe, like, 10 pages yeah. at the most. And, I feel and like, most of them were maybe, like, five to six. I feel like Crime Noir is better suited as shorter. Uh, I think Mystery, I wouldn't say long, but it could be a bit longer. It'd be longer than Crime Noir right. if you have a good mystery going on. Now, that's where you start to get into the weeds a little bit because, like, you know, Devil in the Blue Dress is a mystery. Uh, a lot of those stories are mysteries, but they're not—they're not the same, you know. Like crime noir is more of like an action, atmospheric type of fiction, whereas like an Agatha Christie kind of mystery. Uh, then again, I guess those are a lot of those are pretty short, aren't they? Uh, I don't—I had never really read a lot of mystery growing up, so I can't really judge the length of them. But I guess a, a lot of classic mystery falls into the crime noir shorter side. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if you have a longer mystery, it take you out and get kind of boring. The main mystery I ever read, like, growing up was Sherlock Holmes stuff. Yeah. But I don't remember the length of this. I, because of the style of writing and stuff, it just feels like it might be longer than it is. So I can't really judge that. That's a good look. Um, I want to go back to fantasy for a second, though, because that's what always throws me off is why can't we have... Like, I understand the epics. Okay, if you're going to have an epic, that makes sense that it's going to be longer. But why can't we just have regular fantasy, like the Michael Moorcock stuff, where most of those books are around the 250-page mark? Like, why, why can't we have shorter fantasy? Why does everything have to be so long now? Because I think in, like, the 80s and 90s, all of a sudden, fantasy had to be doorstops. Like, Harry Potter and stuff. Like, all, each one of those is a fucking doorstop. Like, why are yeah. these so... Why do these have to be so big? Well, I think... Well, I don't know about the Harry Potters, but I I think in the uh, the fantasy, a lot of times, I think they're bigger because, at least now... The market, like that's kind of what what those people want to read. The world building, yeah, they the want the, series, or, yeah, or just yeah, or just the they just want those big that that big thick that big book, you know. Well, when's that's the last time? Into. Let me ask you this: When's the last time you read a contemporary short story, fa- like a fantasy short story? Oh. Not an old one, because I have, like, classic collections of old fantasy, because back then they wrote a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, fairy tales, short stories, things like that that were fantasy. But a contemporary, not, I'm sure there's magazines and stuff, but I would really be interested. Yeah, that's a short story. To see how that plays out. Like, not one that's a, you know, yeah. long-running <laughs> story. Like, think of, like, Conan, which now we're conflating sword and sorcery with the fantasy genre, because same genre, and that, but, but and different. That be, but that wouldn't be contemporary either that, you well know. there's modern sh- sword and sorcery that's probably short but so like the sword and sorcery genre is the opposite of epic fantasy it's shorter it's focused on action uh, so that's why those are shorter um so i'm sure that i would imagine because i haven't read any contemporary sword and sorcery stuff but i would imagine that would still be shorter and you could find short stories in that genre but you know the subgenre. But the actual fantasy genre, how many short stories do you think they're like? 
I would I would like to read. I, w- I want to read. That's what we should do is find like a lit magazine or something that publishes those and see what modern fantasies like in short story form. I imagine they have to be out there somewhere, but I couldn't. I'm not familiar enough with that genre myself. We've received submissions in the past, and I think we've even published a few, even though we generally don't take like the fan, like hard fantasy stuff. But we've had some short stories. Uh, I think we had some for Halloween, but I feel like we probably had more for like summer or spring, or just some random shit people submitted. But like hard fantasy stories, but they were all more like elf stuff and uh, fairy fiction and stuff. It was like that other subgenre, like the fairy fiction and the Celtic stuff, and. That's still not generally... I'm talking about, like, Lord of the Rings-style stuff, but not epic. You know, just like, you know, there could be dragons and shit, but... A good example, and I don't know the author, is when I was a kid, there was a a book called Bane of Lord Caledon, I believe. And it was maybe 200 pages. I have it somewhere, an old paperback. And there was a whole bunch of those books at the time. Not from that person, but just like, uh, you know, those kinds of books. Short fantasy books where it was... Almost like King Arthur stuff where, you know, we're going to go on a quest or whatever. I got to save the princess or the queen or I got to fight a dragon. But if you go on this adventure, you go through a whole story arc and then you have a climax and an end, just like a normal story. But it was fantasy, like hard fantasy. Now, I could be completely wrong because, again, I don't read modern fantasy. But everything I've seen on the market that really sells is all series or these big doorstops. Mm -hmm. I don't notice... A lot of, uh, like, everybody wants to emulate Lord of the Rings or uh, Game of Thrones, I feel like. Yeah. And whatever that one dragon series that was real popular, I think, in the 90s or something. Uh, There's a lot of those kind of books, too. But it's always, like, these big, giant fucking tombs. And I would like to read a fantasy series where I don't have to get super invested. I want to be taken away for a day or two of escapism and then throw it in the trash. Well, not in the trash, but, you know, throw it aside and read something else. I don't necessarily have to go into a whole world of lore to enjoy fantasy. Uh, So if there's fantasy authors out there who are listening, who write short stories and stuff, I would be interested to read. So send them our way because I really am interested to see what modern short story fantasy would be like or even, you know, novella length or novelettes. Uh, It's just um, it's a genre that has fallen to the wayside in regard to having short fun fiction, I feel. I feel like everything has to be epic now. And same with a lot of sci-fi stuff. Yeah, you still have your uh, Kurt Vonnegut-style short sci-fi stories and uh, novels and stuff, but there's a lot of series. And you think of, like, The Expanse. Those mm-hmm. are girthy. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty big books. And I like, like, the Andy Weir stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we read those. Those are short sci-fi stories. And, like, I would say The Martian's borderline hard sci-fi Oh, yeah. If it's not complete hard sci-fi, because it's just written so fun that it kind of doesn't seem like it. But I guess there is a lot of hard sci-fi elements in that. And uh, Artemis, which was still kind of hard sci-fi, but that was more of like a little bit more loose. Yeah, it was a little looser. But again, short. What was that? Like a couple hundred pages? Like it wasn't very long. Yeah, it would. Like I would say somewhere. Both of those were short. Somewhere between 250 to 300. Yeah, they weren't very big. So it could be done like in a fun way, but I a lot of times when I just peruse the uh, aisles of Barnes and Noble, like I go to the sci-fi section, I'm just like I can't get any of this stuff because these are fucking so big. Well, that um, I actually um, the those uh two the first two books in that one series that I got, the Ninth Medal and the Unforgiven Garden by Benjamin Percy. Yeah, both of those are. I think one is 
just over like 200 and the other one might be like 250 so i'm looking forward to getting to those because like that shouldn't be you know mm-hmm. too hard of a, a go-to i'm really interested to see how his novel work is compared to like all of his, his comic, comic stuff, stuff yeah. that i've that i've read so well here's what i'm interested in and i'm gonna go off topic pretty hard in a second but before i do that one of the things I've been thinking about when it comes to this, because I mentioned attention spans earlier of people wanting shorter fiction just because, you know, they don't want to read as much. But you said that, well, a lot of people, and especially in regards to fantasy, they like diving into these big, giant books and just being lost in that world forever. They don't want to come back from it. So when you go to a publisher, and I would like to... See, I can't. this is one question I can't ask Nicholas Obergon because he doesn't write in fantasy or a genre that would uh, be applicable for this. He does like crime stuff. Oh, could uh, you imagine the crime his, stuff? Like, I, could you imagine his take on a fan? I oh, that'd be fun. I just want he should write a fan uh, a short story fantasy just to see what I'll what pass that us is. off on him. He's yeah. not listening. Uh, hey, spend so much to write a fantasy real quick. Just wrote, just you got nothing else to do, man. <laughs> he's writing like a book and he has a podcast. Ah, he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's busy. He can't do that. Um, anyway, but like crime, that's kind of like that's one of those genres that's still set in like specific parameters. So you have a crime a good crime fiction uh true crime story any of that stuff should be about this length like you don't really have too much wiggle room uh i mean you can but like the publishers what they want is generally the same with that but when it comes to fantasy i'm wondering who's correct here do you go to a publisher or an agent and you're trying to sell your book and you're like hey i have this book it's a one-off it's 400 pages are they going to be like all right cool we'll publish that or will they be like actually we would prefer it if it was a series or we would prefer it if it was 800 pages and broken up into two books. Or, we, you know, like, what are the parameters for that? Uh, I feel like you're right in that regard as they want the bigger books and they want the series because that's what's going to sell. And they want something they can sell to fucking Netflix or something. Right. And, you know, they want a Witcher. They want something that will go on and on. Because Michael Moorcock did The Witcher before The Witcher was The Witcher. And guess what? Nobody bought his work even though they've been trying to adapt it forever. Because they just like found the Witcher and they're just like, ah, fuck it. That's already, we'll just, that's made for it. We'll just do this instead. We don't have to cobble any books together. These are, it's a series. Uh, everything's a se- like I bitched many times before. Everything's got to be a series. And I still, I don't think I'm a series guy. Even though I'm reading The Lord of the Rings, that's technically one book. That's not a series. It was, it was originally published as one book. He wrote it as one book. Uh, it was published as three books, but he wrote it. That's why the story flows so well because there's no recap, there's none of that bullshit. Like, you get in a lot of serialized story, or, you know, in book three, they got to remind you what happened in book one. No, Lord of the Rings is just one, two, three. He wrote it as one big story, and then they published it separately, which is fine. Uh, I like it like that. So, going into something like The Expanse, I don't know if I could do that. I want to read more of uh, Walter Mosley's books, because I yeah. like that. But I feel like crime's different. Maybe because they're shorter. I'm not sure what it is, but you go to Crime Noir. I feel like I could read a series of Crime Noir, yeah. and it's fine. But fantasy, I just... Again, it's, it's, I think it's just too deep of the world building. I don't know if I want to go that deep in a lot of stuff. And I have a feeling like with like those Walter Mosley's, those, uh, you know, the Easy Rollin books. I mean, you probably catch things if you read them in order, yeah. but you could probably read one. It wouldn't like matter. Three, or, well, you know, they're probably they're all just cases, most likely, you know. So. Well, that's like the Michael Moorcock stuff because the Elric uh, Melnibene stuff, it's like I said, that new collections I've been getting. Uh, they published them in the chronological order, not the publishing order, which is different, which means when he wrote the books, much like the Conan stories, you can read them in any order. It doesn't matter. 
Like, you know, if you read, read King Conan, but then you, like, I think that's the first one. Yeah, but then, yeah, that's the very first one. When he's an old man, but then you go back to when he's a young guy. It doesn't matter. They're just fun stories. But when you read a lot of fantasy series, you know, you can't read book three before you read book two. Like, it wouldn't make sense. I don't know. I would like us to maybe in the future here, since we're so professional now, find a couple of agents that we can get on for separate oh, episodes and just inter- cool, like yeah. find maybe a fantasy agent, like up-and-coming agents or something, too. If we can get an established agent, would be cool, but I think uh, up-and-coming would be good to... Uh, because they're just getting into the market, so they really have to know what's what uh, publishers want now. Versus like established agents, they might just you know be able to sell books on their on their uh, credentials. There, they're like, oh, this guy's been doing this forever. He knows what he's talking mm-hmm. about. So we'll take a. But if you're new and you're trying to sell a book to a publisher, you kind of have to uh, really be you know have your eye on what's fresh and what's new. What other genres do you think the length of the books like has a big uh, Horror. I don't know why I almost forgot about horror. Horror almost is, uh, and, you, and you being a Stephen King guy, you might know, horror is generally shorter uh, novel sizes. Yeah. I don't know if that's purposeful, as in a longer horror just eventually takes the reader out of it. Uh, I could see that. Well, I think it's just, it's harder to follow up on. Like, oh, yeah, like to keep like that tension and stuff ratchet. You know what I mean? Horror is like, like a good binge. Like if you're reading horror, that's like a binge reading. Like you well, usually just want to read the whole thing. Well, uh, you would know since you're, you know, you're a big horror, horror movie guy. Uh, uh, like the horror movies that are shorter. Normally better than like, like a, like a three hour horror movie. To be honest, there's very few like, long horror movies I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of horror movies. Uh, because I was thinking like, well, I guess the Doctor Sleep would count, right? But that's that was more fantasy almost. I mean, it was well, horror like, at suspense, the end. Suspe- like... Yeah, thriller, like thriller, thriller and horror have mingled in a weird way where it's hard to like it's hard to tell them apart. Yeah, like especially in movie form because there's a lot of stuff. It's like ah, you know, this is a thriller, but then you watch it like that was a fucking horror. What are you talking about thriller? Like you watch the movie Seven, that's like a detective thriller, but it's like. You sure this isn't horror? This is yeah. fucking gruesome. Speaking of, you know, we talked about the Batman last week. There's very, uh, there's some scenes in that where that could be like horror. Yeah. Because it's like a detective thriller, but some of that also is like, oh man, they could easily be turned into a horror if they just went a little harder into this stuff. But as far as long horror, I can't think of really too many outside of, uh, fuck, I don't know. How long was The Shining? Uh, a couple hours. I don't probably, know. yeah, because, uh, What's his face was kind of. I think the movies do the same thing. There's not too many long horror in it because I can't think of any off the top of the head. But I know I've watched longer horror movies. Probably watched a few that hit the three hour mark or more. But those are all more at- atmospheric. They weren't so much, you know, just like oh, serial killer. Like it's, I don't know. I've I've read a good bit of horror stuff, not generally modern horror, but most of the stuff I've read has been shorter too. Like Clive Barker is mostly short stories, and then. Uh, the Hellbound Heart was like almost a novella. It was very short. Uh, most of the Stephen King stuff I've read that was strictly horror was shorter. Uh, like Carrie, um, I haven't read Pet Cemetery yet, but I don't think that's too long. Um, no, that's about like an average, like a normal yeah, normal size book. book. Yeah, uh, The Shining wasn't overly long. Like Stephen King probably writes the longest horror of anybody that I've checked out, but but it's also not just. Horror. horror usually there's a lot of like magical elements in his stuff so it's it could borderline be uh oh, what's that other fucking subgenre of horror um 
like with witches and stuff, you know, like the magic aspects of it. Uh, supernatural. Supernatural. More supernatural than horror. Because uh, there's a difference there, too, because you can have a supernatural book that's not scary. Yeah. Yeah, so. You could have a supernatural detective story. Yes. But to wrap this up, because we've been fucking rambling a lot. Jibber-jabbering. No, uh, a lot of gibbering. Like we've, uh, you know what we did? We walked into the Mountains of Madness with our boy H.P. Lovecraft, and we became gibbering madmen because that's, we saw the cosmic horror. That's a guy who could have cut a few, a few uh, hundred words or a thousand words. You know what? Speaking of length, wasn't it weird that magazines back in the day wanted stories long like that? Because all his stuff, all of his stuff was published in magazines. Yeah. Uh, granted, I'm sure, like, Mountains of Madness had to be serialized, right? That could not have been in one magazine. Because that's like a 250 page, well, mm. I have that big collection, it's hard to say, but that thing's fucking big. Yeah. Like, I feel like for, for a short story, that's very long. Well, maybe they just didn't, they didn't have things to publish, you know, so they needed things to take up space. I don't know, he probably got, he, imagine writing something that fucking dense, and then you get like five cents for it. <laughs> 15 mm. cents if you're lucky. I don't think he got paid very much. Maybe a hundred bucks if you were really up there. Uh, that'd be fucking. Well, that'd be a lot of money actually back in the fucking you know nineteen twenties. Yeah. What was I saying? I was talking about something and then the blah blah before I wanted to do things and gibbering and then you like, were talking about wrapping up and then we got into the oh, fuck Lovecraft that. country. Yeah, I don't remember. I wanted to talk about something. I mean, it is hard for me to discuss book length when most of the stuff i read is before the 1980s like yeah. when it was published yeah i just generally i don't know I've been, i mean we've been trying to read more contemporary fiction and when we do it's generally like the hike which is not that long like we haven't read you know and that's just that's its own thing too it's hard to throw put that into a genre yeah i don't that would almost fall into like the not necessarily rpg but like a video game style uh, this is the closest I could get to it because that's not necessarily fantasy. It's not horror. It's, I don't know. We. I'd almost want to say urban fantasy, but it doesn't take place in, in a an urban setting. Yeah. Oh, I know what I wanted to fucking wrap up with. Uh, our goal is after we get done on here, uh, we should look up some fantasy magazines and see what what because I know there's a because I was submitting for a minute. Uh, so I know there's a couple and see what kind of stories they're publishing. Uh, that's not sword and sorcery. Cause the ones I were looking up was sword and sorcery stuff, but see if there's actual, just like fantasy. Maybe we could pick one up and read it for like a book of the month so, you know? yeah. magazine of the month. And it could be moth as an acronym. <laughs> so anyway, this has been the drunken pen writing podcast. Episode 100. It's not that big of a celebration because technically this is like our almost 300th episode or something. Like with, with all the DBS, episodes at least 200, right? And the and the book clubs and yeah, it's got to be because cl- the DBS episodes are like in the 60s or 70s now too. So we're definitely over 200. Ep- What'd you say? You almost 300, right? I it shows so. on your phone, I think, on the app. Yeah, I want the analytics. Damn it. Need those analytics. We have 211 episodes. Okay, so we're over 200. Not not that much of a celebration at this point. When we hit 500 on just total, maybe we should just do an episode for that. It's funny you say that. Colin just uh, Colin McMahon of Pittsburgh Comics just recorded the 500th episode of the part of his podcast yesterday. Did he do anything special? Uh, we had one of his uh retail friends, uh, Jermaine who runs uh, Acme Comics in Greensburg, North Carolina. Uh, um, Greensboro, maybe? maybe. something like that. I remember that it's in North, Car- North Carolina. Greensboro. Um, 
Um, Lord Retail uh, is on all the social medias. If he's a real cool guy, if you're in that area, you should check out his store. But he was on. Uh, he he like skyped in, oh, okay. uh, and we just uh, we talked and bullshitted with him and then just and stuff. It was pretty cool. Neato Skeeto, buddy. Anyway, if you uh, you should listen to the Pittsburgh po- Comics podcast, even on the Pittsburgh area, because they talk yeah. about comics, man. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out more of our stuff, because we are still open, I guess, for the spring submissions. Uh, we have some stuff publishing here. Uh, probably when this episode drops, already been published. But you got drunkenpenwriting.com. Dog's going crazy, so we got to hurry this up. Uh, at Twitter, you can follow us at drunkenpenwriting, and Instagram and Facebook at drunkenpenwriting. And for the DPW podcast, I have been your host, Caleb James. And with me, as always, Spencer, the master of disaster, the ass blasters, the Moroccan love machine, the Peruvian pimp daddy, the Jamaican jerky boy, the Armenian ass astronomer, the Greek mystique, the Okinawa orgy organizer, the Moscow madman, the Chilean crossdresser, the Tijuana taco thief, the Hong Kong honky tonk, the Nigerian nightmare, the Bulgarian boogeyman, the Tasmanian terror, the Barbados booty bandit, the Demon Seed, the Turkish Travesty, the Newcastle Nasty Man, the Louisiana Lady Lover, the Swedish Sugar Daddy, the Calcutta Coochie Captain, mm-hmm. the Monterey Midget, the Danish Derelict, the Saskatchewan Sasquatch, the Minnesota Mung Merchant, the Macedonian Monkey Molester, <laughs> the Barbados Barracuda Breeder, the Polynesian Pimple Popper, the Bad Boy of Baghdad, the Croatian Crush, the Wizard World Wonder, Bad Boy of Botswana, the Overlook Ogler, the Manitoba Mauler, the Babbling Brute of Baghdad, the Cambodian Cornholer, the Miami Marmalade Marauder, the Nantucket Ninny, the Dallas Diddler, the French Fornicator, the Dunwich Demon, the Finnish Fiend, the Arkham Assassin, Columbus Crackhead Church, the Nashville Nutter, the Grecian Gladiator, the Cairo Cool Daddy, the Lithuanian Lobster Lover, the Mississippi Mudmaker, the Cantonese Chris Kringle, the Calabasque Cuckold, the Stockholm Sticky Man, the Dublin Dirt Digger, the Texas Turkey Toucher, the Belgian Butter Bandit, the Brithunian Boogeyman, the Gotham Gooey Goon, the Nemedian Necromancer, the Burmese Bad Boy, the Shematish Shyster, the Gunderman Gooch, the Atlantean Alchemist of Ass, the Detroit Dildo, the Uruguay Urinator, the Tallahassee Tallywhacker, the Allegheny Anal Anarchist, the Vancouver Vegan Violator, the Siberian Seat Sniffer, the Wisconsin Willie Wrencher, the Honduras Hungry Man, the Savage Sabertooth.